0: Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're doing another recording in the yoga room today because the wind is tremendously strong outside. We're just on the uh, the back end of Storm Barra. Barmouth seems to be still intact, just about, but uh, <laughs> you can barely stand up out there, so we're <laughs> huddling in the house. Mm. <laughs> so, not a good day for the Tories, I'm pleased to say. The... Uh, the Schrodinger's party <laughs> is running and running and running. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the, the media seems to not be letting go of this. No. So I'm sure everybody knows about the, the, the Christmas party scandal. But just in case you don't, in a nutshell, it is alleged... Strongly alleged <laughs> <laughs> that uh, last year while we were all in COVID restrictions and Christmas was cancelled on the day that many people died of COVID and died alone because they were unable to be in the presence of their loved ones because of the restrictions imposed by the government and a very stressful and unhappy time was had by all. And I agree with the restrictions, I think, they were necessary. But um, the Tories didn't think they were necessary for them. It, allegedly. <laughs> and uh, so while we were all not having Christmas and abiding by the rules, there were Christmas parties going on at Number 10 Downing Street. Oh, it's taken a whole year, practically, for this to become public knowledge. And now that it has, lots and lots of people are really, really angry. The amount of people who actually died on the day that this Christmas shenanigans were going on at number 10 uh, vary from report to report. Uh, ITV keeps saying it was... 691, and then Starmer in PMQs today was saying it was...
1: 489, something like that. About 4,
0: 489. But uh, the point is, it's not it was not an insignificant number, and this was happening every day. So this... The reason why we want to talk about this particular story... <laughs> And it does seem an odd thing that maybe could bring the government down, but um, maybe this could be a pivotal moment because this is something which, although in the grand scheme of things, with the absolutely awful things that they're doing seems very minor, it is something that the public can identify with and realise that it's something that really does affect them. Because even though... Uh, Many of us didn't have relatives who died uh, around that time or haven't died from COVID. We were all subject to a pretty horrible and anxious time and none of us could celebrate Christmas or be with people, be with our families or people who we cared about. And we, we were all sacrificing having a bit of fun at Christmas for the public good. Yet, the Tories, pretty, uh, without really bothering to cover their tracks, seem to have completely uh, broken their own rules that they imposed, and were expecting everyone else to follow. So. In a way, it's like the perfect thing that's designed to piss off absolutely everybody. Yeah. A- everybody in the country has, could could uh, reasonably be really pissed off with this, which is great because that's that's what we're on. As more many people as possible to be quite disgusted with the Tories and be definitely not voting for them again. I've been having a a conversation with a friend of mine who lives in the Tory heartlands this morning who was uh, quite uh, delightedly reporting (laughs) that the people who are around him who openly talk about how much they love the Tories and adore Boris um, are now really not so happy with what's going on. And this is the pivotal thing. It's the Christmas party. It's finally the thing which has... Come through the the Boris adoration lens uh and filtered into the consciousness that they're just being absolutely lied to, mm. Mm. and the idea Good. that there are um, mm. not just one rule for us and one rule for them there's rules lots and lots of rules for us, but there are no rules for them Th- yeah. this this is this is the thing, and um the the British public aren't really too happy with that
1: apparently not
0: so do you think this is a pivotal moment i mean it does does seem that uh the the media is not going to let them get away with it it does seem to be Mm. absolutely everywhere and it's not going away and it was quite funny this morning because um they were they were there weren't any tories who were willing to go out and talk (laughs) on tv about this at all they had to go yesterday and a well, yeah. d- d- I stumbled through terrible interviews where they were just crushed, yeah. where they just waffled about, well, there was maybe a party, but maybe not a party. And, and actually, I deny I have, I have no knowledge whatsoever of anything ever that happened ever.
1: <laughs> and
0: that's like the interview. And I, no, have, I and, have no and, idea.
1: And in the party that didn't happen, <laughs> or my, that both happened and didn't happen yeah. at the same time, <laughs> none of the rules were broken.
0: Yes, <laughs> we
1: all stood six foot away from each other mm-hmm. with our masks on, mm. uh, as prescribed in the, uh, the the health, the
0: COVID regulations, the COVID
1: regulations, oh. and, and uh, <laughs> did a bit of wine and cheese and wished everybody a merry Christmas and went home. Yeah. Uh, But in answer to your question, not to get too sidetracked, I'm not sure, to be honest, whether it is a pivotal moment. Because I I remain amazed at how much they get away with and how difficult it has has been to cut through to the British public at all. But this to,
0: this does seem to have massively cut through though
1: yeah it seems it seems to have done but, but viral videos on on, on the internet is an indicator of things but it's um it's not a determiner of things you know <laughs> and uh, we've had these we've had these storms we get twitter storms and social media storms I mean, it's not like this is anything new. Dominic Cummings and his eyesight test, Barnard Castle, yeah. Matt Hancock and his and his and his knockoff.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, oh uh, and endless, uh, all There's uh, been over uh, and over and and again. Then. But I think what we're looking here, what we could be looking at here, is the last straw syndrome, because because you're saying, oh, there's been uh, lots of these, uh, like happening, you know, over and over again. That could be the very thing which is going to be uh, cause this pivotal moment because with they been it's been over and over again and maybe once or twice would be forgiven but it's just been endless this yeah. this scenario has been
1: endless and then none of them wearing masks in in the comments yeah and and, and race mug standing up and saying well it's all right because we all know each other oh
0: god yeah it's okay we can't you can't catch covid if you're friends with someone apparently like, yeah
1: yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if in a week's time we forgot it, that it's just gone out the news cycle and there's some other whole load of stuff compiling in. So I'm not convinced that this this, this is a turning point. It might be. It looks the strongest candidate we've had so far, even though it's by far dwarfed by many of the issues that the world faces, that the country faces. You know, and that our communities face in, in, in Europe and in Britain and in Wales. When was the COP26 thing? A couple of weeks ago. It's gone. It's disappeared from the news. And, and it's huge. It's it's absolutely huge. This is the life and death of the planet and yeah. all the species on it. Oh, yeah. And it's it just slipped off the news cycle. You know. Now... I want. I want to sort of. In thinking about this, this, uh, this um, storm is actually instead of just saying, "Oh, there's a storm in the mid." There's a storm in the media, because the media generates storms. It decides what it's going to turn into a fucking moral panic, right? Mm. And remember that the media, for the most part, are natural allies of the Tories. Remember that this, this particular Tory party has got like very very strong links into the right-wing media. Boris Johnson was an editor of the Spectator. Allegra, Allegra Stratton more of whom shortly because she's been <laughs> instrumental in the uh, uh, the intensification of, of an already intense media frenzy. Uh, he's married to James Forsyth, who is the current political editor or something of that order, of The Spectator, far-right newspaper. The, the Spectator group, which the, the, is owned by some kind of right-wing billionaire oligarchs, managed by Andrew Neil of GB News late, who goes packed in because they were too right-wing even for him. You know, Gove, Sarah Veyen, all these people, they've got, this, they've got this right-wing media media connection. Allegra Stratton, who has who, who was turned into somebody who is now occupying centre stage in this, this uh, soap opera, was herself a journalist for the BBC with Newsnight and then with ITV. Then she was director of communications for Rishi Sunak, who incidentally was best man at her wedding to James Forsyth, the editor of... Yeah, you see what I mean? Mm. So when when you realise that... You, if, you, if you see the, the news in isolation like that, Oh, there's a bit of a storm. They're doing the one rule for them, one rule for, one rule for them, and then another rule for everybody else scenario. Rightfully, the public is incensed by this. They expect some sort of fair play from them. Though why they expect any from this gang of fucking crooks, I don't know. I mean, this is the, 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 the miracle that anything at all was cut through. But why is it cut through? Why is it cut through? It's cut through because the, the media have turned on Johnson. And on his uh, his immediate cabal circle, the right wing media have turned on him, and we we spotted this before anybody else. That i see say in, in, uh, uh, in the news media, the mainstream media have got billions of funding and professional investigators, and they didn't spot it. But I couldn't have fucking spotted it. They were starting just nibbling away at the edges of him. Yeah, you'll get somebody like Nick Robinson on Radio Four, which receives millions and millions of listens in the morning. This has got to be a very influential radio programme, the Today programme and Radio 4. Nick Robinson, lifelong Tory, held office in the Tory party. He's a bloke who gives somebody like Jeremy Corbyn or John McDonnell as hard a time as he fucking can in the most aggressive fashion. You know, he's, he's definitely a high Tory, Robinson. And now he started giving t- Tory ministers a hard time. And he's been doing it s- slowly, a little bit at a time, getting more and more intense, more and more trying for six months at least.
0: And he's given them quite a hard time over this. A
1: very, he? very hard time over, over Would this. you
0: say this now, this is the hardest time he's given them so far? I think far? he's
1: kind of peeking on this. But but he hasn't had to. He's, they've kind of. He's given them the rope and they've hung themselves. <laughs> I mean, you say that. Now they've all been paraded out. To
0: again defend the indefensible. To
1: to, to defend the indefensible. And somebody did come on the radio this morning. And I can't remember who it was. It was one, a minister or a junior minister or something, who had been obviously you know, told to go and do his duty by by the party. And the guy looked an absolute fucking chump, you know. And Robertson didn't even have to try that hard, you know. (laughs) Just looked an absolute chump because he's saying, well, there wasn't a party. But if there was a party they would, but, but they abide the rules at the party that never happened. Their first uh, reflex, the Tories, was, was to just deny it and said there was no party. And then somebody says there was no party. I wasn't there, and if I had been there, I I've been I've been assured that they didn't break the, nobody broke the rules, so they yeah. were all there. Like I mean, I've seen
0: them saying that over and over. I have yeah. been assured that no pa- rules were broken. The party line, yeah. But at
1: the same time, there's no party, but no rules were broken. This is why it's called Schrödinger's party, you know, yeah. Schrödinger's cat. Yeah, he's in the box and he's both dead and alive <laughs> because because the. The mechanism that, that releases the poison gas in the box is controlled by a quantum mechanical process, by an electron striking or something, you know, whatever. And, of course, with it being quantum, it both is and isn't. So the cat ends up both dead and alive at the same time, you know. And this is yeah. like, you know, Schrodinger's puzzle around the weird nature of, of, of quantum physics, how your kind of binary maths sort of, you know, and binary logic goes out the window, you know. So they call it Schrödinger's party. Some wags, you know. Of course, it's very funny. I
0: mean, they they have been having uh, a, a really difficult time trying to defend this. I mean, it's it's very uh, amusing and and quite funny to watch, uh, as um, Ash Sarkar said. The uh, I love the way she described it. She said. Um, uh, the ministers are just sent out to the media to do a mad dance in front of the camera, yeah. <laughs> just say anything, knowing that they won't re- they won't get sacked or there won't be any. Uh, um Repercussions from anything they say, and then just cease the dance at the appointed time and go home. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm but, I mean, but it's like that. It's like they're watching them do a mad dance in front of the camera, where they are strenuously denying it, but again, just saying, "Well, um, it it might it might have happened, but it was all fine actually." <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, is it, the, the, but I
0: think they've 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 shot them they've shot themselves in the foot again by the way that they've handled it.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I think getting the timeline a bit, a bit clearer is you know, as, as I, I, always, I always try and put things into a, into, a, into a context, you know, and we have the context of a, cabal, a right-wing cabal of, of journalistically connected or, you know, we've got kind of a journalistically fourth estate biased Tory cabinet, you know, all allied with this far-right fucking press, you know, and with allies throughout the mainstream media who nevertheless are somehow now being turned on. At the same time as Starmer is allowed to kiss the ring of Murdoch, Murdoch gives Starmer a full full page in the Sun to write a column.
0: And then he's uh, also an interview on the Daily Mail website as well. He's he's been anointed. He could say what he wanted without being challenged. Yeah,
1: I mean these these people, even the Mail and the Express, are even uh, being being critical. You know. Yeah. So 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 this is the the picture we've got. We've got like a media based. Uh, you know, heavily media-influenced, biased, connected uh, cabinet, government, executive, a very authoritarian and increasingly authoritarian executive on the one hand, being turned on by the right-wing oligarchs press at the same time as the leader of the opposition gets the Blair treatment from Murdoch. This is the picture I want to place this in context. Now, this... This party was alleged to have occurred, I believe, on December the 18th last year, last Christmas. So it was only a few days, six days before Christmas, right? Somebody, and I can't find out who, and I haven't really looked that that hard, but somebody leaked the fact that this party occurred a few days ago, or a week ago or something, right? The press really liked this because... They are realising that they've got to be on the right side of history. This is the other thing, of course. The press are opportunistic. If there's a good gotcha moment, they'll take, they'll, they'll, they'll go for it. Whoever it is, they will turn on anybody <laughs> because their their stock in trade is the gotcha. Yeah.
0: Because
1: that's what sells the fucking papers, even though, of course, they don't sell papers. A lot of these 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 newspapers. Well, are do not
0: they they are
1: losing money and fist, yeah. You know, so so if they've got like these these sort of sh- schlock stories, schlock German journalism. They can't resist it, and this is like Robinson. He can't resist it. He'll have a go at one of his own, because the imperative to get to get this gotcha moment, you know. He's such a driving force with these fucking idiots, you know. So this is this is this is the situation that we've actually got. So this leaks, and then the Tories have obviously had a little meeting about it and said, "Oh well, we'll send out, we'll send out, we'll send out Rab, and we'll send out." this, that and the other. Hancock. And And, Hancock, and all sorts of people. in the wind. And they all fucked up. Rob was a fucking... I mean, oh, that, that, bl- that bloke's going to shoot himself in the foot whatever you give him, you know. Yeah. What a fucking plonker. <laughs> I mean, you, you know that anybody who, who thinks Ayn Rand's in, intelligent is themselves oh. highly stupid, and we know yeah. he's one of them. Yeah. But he said, uh, um uh, uh, he, 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 as this thing was breaking, he was one of the ones that was allowed to... to uh, um, to be made to be, look, a complete idiot by, by the media. And he's responding to the suggestion that the Metropolitan Police ought to be involved. Because people at the time, on December the 18th last year, who who dared to have Christmas parties were getting a knock on the door from the police and having the parties broken up. And some of them have been given fines. Yeah. I mean, what's all over Twitter? He says, well, my friend got fined, or we got fined, for having a Christmas party last December, are we going to get our money back now and, and, and our rap sheet cleaned? Yeah. You know, if they yeah. can do it, why well, can't we do it? And th- th- this really rankles people m- more than like, the end of the world, you know. Yeah. It's, weird as it might seem. So, so any, anyway, Rab, Rab says in response to this, he said, oh, the police are not interested in crimes, in investigating crimes a year ago in retrospect. I mean, the police investigate cases from 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago sometimes. <laughs> and in fact, all crimes are in retrospect. So, so the, wags, the wags on Twitter have said, that, I mean, this really is a quantum universe, you know. Because in quantum, one interpretation of quantum, you can get things like time reversal. Time can go backwards in quantum mechanics if you want it to, if you use a certain model. And these guys have got that, you know, it's like pre-crime. Yeah. You know, Tom Cruise prey crime. Yeah, It's what he thought about it. We we're going to oh, arrest to you. Minority
0: report. Yeah, you know what
1: the fuck, you know. Yeah. And so, Rab, so according
0: Rab to, you- to, to, to Rab then. So, police aren't interested in investigating crime after it happens. Yeah, that's what he actually went on yeah. TV and said that. Well,
1: time, we've got quantum okay. time, time, time reversal. Okay, this is <laughs> this is Schrödinger and then some in it. You know. Um <laughs> So that, that, that all happens, but their policy, their strategy, we'll just deny it, and we'll say we'll say if there was one, everybody obeyed the rules. So they've got all gone into this absurd position, saying it didn't really happen. I wasn't there. If I had been there, the rules would have been. And so you know, and you got this kind of complete absurdity. So that that that, that pulls ridicule down onto the head. Then yesterday, yesterday, a video was leaked of the rehearsal of the number 10 communication group, right, four days later, on December the 22nd, in which Allegra Stratton, who we've just mentioned, Allegra Stratton had been appointed by Johnson to be his his sort of publicity office, so he could do this kind of American-style thing where somebody goes out the front, usually a female, and addresses the press from a podium, Answers questions from the press on behalf of the fucking president. So Johnson thinks he wants some of that, being a complete fucking toady yeah. around the fucking, you know, you know, the great hegemon, the beast, you know. So, so Johnson thinks he'll have that set up. I mean, they abandoned it. She, she lasted till April. She was appointed in November last year and lasted till April this year then uh, then she went on and he gave her a job doing something to do with the cop 26 you know prior to that she was working for sunak you know her husband's best mate in in uh, in his office as his comms guy you know as his, as his comms woman so anyway so they are, a, a film was taken of this rehearsal of how they would deal with it in the press because by now they're they were getting preparing themselves to deny it <laughs> you know, or to say that no yeah. rules were broken, or to mm. deny it, or whatever. Mm. So they're figuring out what to say, and she doesn't know what to say. And this is all over the fucking internet. You yeah, can this cl-
0: this clip is absolutely you know. everywhere. Anyway, like, including, like, including like, ITV, Channel Four, uh, you know. ra- Radio. Was it on Radio Four as well? Oh yeah, and yeah. End-
1: end- endlessly. You know, yeah. And you know, so, so she she's saying. Um, somebody says, "Will Johnson allow this?" And she said, well, she she looks appealingly at the, the people. Say, well, what what's the answer?"
0: You know? Yeah. She says, "Well, shall we? Shall we describe it as a cheese and wine party?" And, yeah. the, and they go, "No, no, we wouldn't yeah. get away with and that." it like to business meeting? <laughs> should we call it a business meeting? But then, at that time, <laughs> you weren't really allowed to be having them either. She said, yeah. oh, "Well, I don't, I don't really know how and to answer this question." Then, but they had a really good laugh about it. Yeah,
1: they That's no the thing
0: that's making, uh, uh, causing the, uh, the yeah. waves of anger is is all the kind of laughing well, and the giggling about how they're going to try and squirm out of it. How
1: they're going to try and squirm. Out, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the thing that caused the upset. Uh, well, the upset had already been caused. A lot of people were very, very angry. But yeah. this is now like an extra layer on top of that. Yeah, and
0: and we don't know who leaked this, do we?
1: No, I, 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 a, I don't. But I mean, pretty it's pretty damning. Yeah, but it's there. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's. I don't think it's kind of been concocted with some sort of clever software. It no,
0: was, no, it is. Really and they're not
1: denying it. Yeah. I mean. um, I mean, yeah, is it? So it's a business meeting, and but there was, and then she said, but there was no social distancing, and then she laughs, and it's like it's like a seventeen-second clip or something, yeah. and she says, oh, this is being recorded, by the way. She's kind of <laughs> warning them, you know. She's kind of like, so anyway, Johnson uh, gets up in Parliament today for PNQs, Wednesday noon. You know, and his first thing is he, he, he very, very first thing he does before he announces that he's going to do all these, all these, all, all of his ministerial meetings today. Very first thing he does, is apologise. Now it's very interesting what he apologises for. He doesn't apologise for the meeting. He doesn't apologise for the party because he's still saying, "Well, there might not have been a party. I don't know if there was a party, <laughs> right?" You know. So, he, so, but he's saying, "But I apologise... For the flippant attitude is more or less what he said, you know. For the, you know, the the, the, the flippant and jokey attitude that staffers were taking at number 10 around this very, very serious matter. You know, so he's referring to the leaked video of Allegra Stratton squirming, the squirm video, you know. So, even though she's not squirming, she's sort of been very confident. She's not exactly squirming. She's just say, well, how shall we spin it, you know. So. Yeah. And um, so he apologised for... The impression given to the public by the apparently flippant attitude of staff members of the number 10 s- sort of news unit or comms unit or whatever, and I, apo- I apologise unreservedly to the public for that, not for the party. He said, the party. But, and so this is his move from from the the blank denial. He said, "We're now he's going to appoint the cabinet secretary." Right, which is the, actually the, one of the top civil servants in the country is not the top civil servant, I don't know. Up there, the Cabinet Secretary is now going to investigate it. From a flat denial that the party ever occurred, but if it did, then no rules were broken. It's a Party. It's now, it's now. well, we'll have an investigation. So in Parliament, Starmer... Starmer, I would say give a fairly good account of himself. He could have been a bit... He could have, he could have fucking boxed Johnson's ears a bit more. I mean, Johnson was completely in, 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 incapable of defending himself against Ian Blackford or against Kirst Starman, and he just, he just kept deflecting it, saying, oh, we're, we're getting on with the job, you're playing politics. I'm thinking to myself, OK, this is the Houses of Parliament, this is the sovereign parliament of the country, this is the opposition political party, this is the leader, and he's playing politics. Oh,
0: he was trying to always cast himself in the yeah. role of the victim. It's like, oh, the Labour Party are being nasty to me and yeah. not agreeing with I mean, everything I say. Wine, wine, wine. Actually,
1: playing politics—that's supposed to be what they're doing. <laughs> what
0: they do,
1: <laughs> no? you know. I so, mean, so, uh, so he was Sturmer really. I
0: has to have uh, had to say to, to, to Johnson on many occasions to remind him the that question. they are the opposition, yeah. you know, and it is their job to oppose Oppo- and yeah. and yeah. scrutinise what but, the government uh, does, not to agree with everything they say.
1: Even though you know, I'll I'll just say, I think Stark Summer could have been—he could have left Johnson on the floor of the Commons in a pool of blood, and he (laughs) he didn't. But it was better. You think he
0: just wasn't capable of doing that, or do you think he chose not to?
1: No, I think I think he's kind of stuck in lawyer mode. To be honest, you know, and and, Mm. and, he kind of practices the circumspection of a prosecution lawyer, you know, and and it's Parliament, and he he could he could stick the boot in. But I mean, it was it was it was it wasn't a bravura performance, but it was pretty good. And Johnson's got nothing to answer it, answer to it, you know. So I mean, that's the kind of chapter and verse of where we're at. And I would say to people thinking about this, place it in the context of the fact that the media are turning on Johnson, and that you know the, the, the system, the powers that be, the oligarchs, would be quite happy for a different government because I they, they, they think they're not. I they think they're slightly jumpy. About where this gang are taking us.
0: Yeah, well, they're finding it harder and harder to support the the government because yeah. they're just messing up so badly well, if, in every if, sphere, if, aren't they?
1: If, absolutely. Everything they do is a fuck-up.
0: Yes, because the, the media are, are desperate to be able to shine a... Uh, a glowing light on the leader of the government of the day. Uh, I mean, particularly with Johnson. I mean, all this stuff where they call him that hero and Boris saves Christmas and call him a, a gladiator and all this sort of stuff. They're, they're finding it harder and harder to run these, these glowing headlines because they're just messing up so much.
1: Mm. Well, they do want to be on the right side of history, the press oligarchs. He's finally going to be seen as a fuck up, which he is. Yeah, I think because at it's the just moment his fan base is pro- probably crumbling now. but yeah. we don't know for sure. You need to look at polls and all kinds of stuff. But it, first indications are that maybe this has cut through to some extent. They have amazing powers of survival, I have to say. But the press, the mainstream media, they'll turn on anybody. They don't care. You know, it's it's like Robinson, who's an arch-Tory. If he smells blood, he can't help himself. And he'll go for a Tory minister. He can't help himself. That is his priority, is to get the gotcha moment, you know, and and for it to go out on the airwaves and to be recorded for posterity. That means more to him than than his allegiance even to the Tories, you know, and his right-wing world view. So that's one of the reasons why they'll turn turn on them, you know. But they'll they'll they'll, they'll, they'll turn on them for an, another reason, and a very important reason is that, you know, the press are part of the system, the mainstream media are part of the system, and they practice the system practices managed opposition. And the idea is that if Starmer, now anointed by Murdoch, is is willing not to be too much in the pockets of the trade unions is willing to safeguard capitalism, that they'll give him a blast. He'll get the support of the Sun and the Sunday Times and so forth and the Express and all the rest of it. And from the point of view of the electorate, that'll say, oh, well, look, we do live in a democracy because we didn't like our government and we changed it, ignoring the fact that really nothing's going to change. And that's why the press is quite happy to turn on Johnson now and to start grooming Stormer and his mates on the front bench. Because their job is to maintain the illusion that we live in a democracy, which we do not. And I would say that Peter Stavanovich's video, which has now received 40 million hits thereabouts, which exposes Johnson's multiple lies in Parliament to Parliament, which should be a, a, a resigning offence, has cut through. That's where the cut through has come. But hardly any mainstream media have, have, have shown Peter Stefanovic's video or even mentioned it. I think once, to my recollection, I think it was on ITV News or something, or on Good Morning Britain, it was on, actually. It was on Good Morning Britain. You know, a little a little mention of it. Of course, Dawn Butler mentioned it in Parliament and, and got banned for her problems. You know, got ex- excluded from Parliament for whatever the statutory period is, so many days or something like that. Because she, she stood up and said, Johnson's lying to the House, and that's unparliamentary language. It happens to be true, but it's unparliamentary language, and she got suspended. The cut-through has happened underneath, in a subterranean fashion. And I would say, there's a lot of factors at play, can I put it like that? This isn't this sort of... The way the press portrays this is this isolated incident. This thing bubbles up. It has a bit of froth. It it, it enters the news cycle. And my, my guess is it will be gone next week. There might be some heads. You can see what Johnson's manoeuvring... To get a few civil servants to take the rap, maybe Allegra Stratton will take the rap, even though she doesn't work as the uh, the press, the Prime Minister's press secretary anymore. That role has now been abandoned. The American model, thank God, has been abandoned there. So that's I think where where we're at. So I'm not holding my breath for a complete cut through of the British public because. I think the mist over their eyes is fucking profound.
0: I think I'm feeling a bit more optimistic than yeah. you because this, this particular thing, uh it does affect everybody. The pandemic is going to leave a deep impression on everyone. So everyone in the world, but everyone in this country for sure. I mean we the the good politicians really rely on the public having Short memory, and I think their calculation is certainly in five years, the voting public will have forgotten about major major mm-hmm. awful things that they did, but I think the pandemic is different. This is a very different situation to anything that's happened well since the war isn't it? It's gone mm-hmm. on for a very long time, It's mm-hmm. probably the longest news cycle ever, and we've just got the uh, a new variant which is causing concern amongst mm. uh, the, the voting public as well so it's again it's the the, the, the pandemic is, is blasting into the news cycle yet again it's not going away, the government have tried everything to pretend that we've beaten the pandemic and it's all over everyone back to work <laughs> and no masks and no restrictions in schools so of course it's ripped through the, uh, the school children like in, in well in like a month and of course they've taken it all home to their parents mm. so there's been this is why the infection rate is absolutely massive but they as hard as they have tried to pretend the pandemic is over they've not succeeded it's not over and it's still definitely here and the pandemic has profoundly changed everybody's life in this country I don't think they're going to forget about it in a few years time. No. I think well, this this is
1: different. Well, I do hope that you're right. But as I say, I I, I am amazed by the, the the number that has been done on on the British public.
0: It, it it is it is unprecedented times as they always keep saying and I I I think, think this has actually woken a lot of people up. I mean I think it 's about fifteen thousand people have died and, and uh, after the government proudly announced that we have freedom day now
1: no, it 's all know. over now
0: it 's all over now and then and then you know you, your yeah. your relative dies and you hold on a minute i thought uh, I thought it was all over the government said it was freedom Day, and we all went yeah. out and had a party and yeah. then um, then some of us caught it and were either extremely ill or we've got lung COVID, or, or took it home to our, our more fragile relatives and they died.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that's going to stick in people's minds. I
1: one hopes. Well, I do hope you, I hope that you're right. Uh, but as I say, I, I, I am amazed, and it really, really does amaze me and, and focus my mind. On just how much shit the British public have taken from this, this government. And yet, at the same time, how Johnson keeps kind of scoring in popularity polls, you know, and and, and how the government's head of, ahead of the opposition in the polls and all the rest of it. Yeah, that and
0: only that, happens because he's glorified in the press, though. The moment that stops happening, yeah. I don't think he's going to get yeah. anywhere. Well,
1: I think the decisive thing will be the fact that the press have turned on him, but they haven't, they haven't turned on him because they think he's a, uh, an evildoer. They don't care whether he's an evildoer. They are the same types of evildoers themselves, in many respects, you know, this, the, this is the right-wing billionaire armed press are turning on him because he's no longer serving their interests. He's become a liability. And also because they need, I'll repeat this, they need to create the impression that we live in a democracy and that, oh, look, your government wasn't doing very well. You changed them. And that is your privilege as the electorate. But in fact, nothing really changes. Same civil service. Same oil companies. Same oil, uh, fossil fuel subsidies. Same, uh, same iniquity in the benefit systems. Same military-industrial focus. Same quasi-imperialist foreign policy. Same appeal to xenophobia. To mobilise public support by fostering hatred of others and outsiders, and so on and so on, none of that will change. Or it'll change marginally. But the press, who represent the oligarchs and are owned by the oligarchs, are quite happy for us to, to think, oh, look, we do live in a democracy because we, we the great electorate, managed to change things. And they are an engineering that now. And that, that that that's sort of where, where my, my, my view is focusing on, 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 on all this you know they decide we're going to get rid of him you know or that, or at least we're going to get be ready for when he when he completely screws up for the last time and his own people turn on him. we're going to be ready for that, so we're not hostage to fortune so that we're not seen as being on the wrong side of history. So there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going da- down here, you know.
0: And don't forget, they could be uh, making another major fuck-up any day now.
1: Oh, they will. There'll be one tomorrow and the one the day after it and one be, the yeah. day after. They are completely incompetent. Yeah. They're incompetent. You see, you listen to Rab being an interviewed and you think, my God, that bloke has been the Foreign Secretary and now he's the Secretary of State for, for I don't know what, paper clips or something. The guy's an absolute dimwit. Yeah. <laughs> Your Honor, in my honest opinion,
0: but he's there because he will just support Johnson, and uh that's that's why he has these these well, jobs and appointments is yeah, yeah. because he will yeah. just back Johnson well, yeah. up with whatever he wants yeah
1: so I think there I think there are lessons to be draw, draw, drawn from from the situation though even in some some senses. In the scheme of things, it's probably it's, it's, a, it's a small event. Even though the dishonesty, the the squirming, the the further underscoring of, of, of the of, of the indifference to the notion of truth that provides the fucking establishment, particularly the Tory Party, are all thrown into great relief, and and, and more of the British public than previously have been. Uh, having the scales removed from the eyes by this, but how far this goes, who knows? And, re- the, and remember, the press is manipulating it. The mainstream media are attempting to manipulate this situation. It's more complicated than 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 than, than we think, you know. But I, do, I think Johnson will go down. Whether the Tories go down at the next elections, another matter. They have time. I mean, I've heard that Labour is preparing for for an earlier elec- election. Even though where the policies are, I do not fucking know. No, you know. I know they've got some weird Peter Mandelson type strategies, like to pretend that policy doesn't exist until the last minute. You know that, that, that this will somehow cut because there are less blunders, I suppose, to be uh, recollected. You know, or to be pointed out. It's, I think it's a very, very dangerous strategy. I think politics needs to be more positive than that. More creative, more imaginative, more visionary. Otherwise we're fucked. They keep saying this, COP26, Cop a couple of weeks ago, it's gone, it's vanished into the fucking, the ether.
0: So, ever optimistic. <laughs> the downfall of the Tories will happen, and even if we're just basically going to... Get them replaced with another, just another Tory party, but with a slightly different face.
1: Mm.
0: I'm still going to greatly enjoy the uh, the downfall of the uh, the Tories as they are at the moment. So I hope everyone found that interesting, and we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah.